Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. 10 metres on Kafaji, who's now trying to fight on into second, sustaining a run, Lock and Var Jag up to third, and very wide out District Attorney, 2780 charge down the back, catch a wave, again, has left them standing in the lane. In the group one, three-year-old Colts and Geldings, Vic Gold Bullion for APG. He's 10 in front. Coming out of the pack with a big late surge, District Attorney. He's all out, catch a wave, but he's got them covered, and catch a wave goes all the way. Brave run second, District Attorney. He's just one of the many highlights seeing this horse on the weekend, Chris. Uh, he was beaten first up, but far from disgrace, and he's got that terrific record. Nine wins from 11 starts. Do you think he'll justify his short quote, catch a wave? Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Look, he's going to be uh, very hard to beat. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the fact that he's got a front row draw, I think, is more advantageous for him this week compared to last week. So I'm expecting him to bounce back. They've got some big targets coming up for him in the next couple of months. Victoria Derby, uh, Breeders' Crown, Vic Bridge. So there's some big races uh, just around the corner. He's likely to come up against the Queensland star Leap to Fame in the Victoria Derby. So that's going to be interesting. In particular with the Victoria Derby this year being over the longer trip. So we're going over the 2,700 metres. So Leap to Fame proved himself at that distance range, winning the Queensland Derby. Can catch a wave, prove that he can run a, uh, a strong, uh, you know, uh, distance. So we'll see that in time, but uh, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see when they finally clash, catch a wave and uh, leap to fame. Yeah, it was 2,200, wasn't it, when he was beaten the other night at Melton Chris when he was brave running second there. Yeah. yeah. Well, our first guest, Steve, I want to ask him, I'll ask the question to him. If he had the choice of drives in the Victoria Derby, which way would he go? Would he go with the Queenslander leap to fame or would he go with the Victorian in catch a wave? We'll say good morning to Nathan Jack. Nathan, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Steve and listeners. How are you? Well, answer the question. Nathan, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I think they're both great horses. I've got... Uh, a massive opinion of, of Andy's horse, Catch a Wave, but it's just not 100% genuine just yet. So that concerns me a little bit. So if I had to pick, I'd probably go the other way. But on sheer ability, I think uh, Catch a Wave is probably the best horse. But uh, Leap to Fame seems a lot more genuine at Can this stage. Can you just elaborate to our listeners what you mean? They're not 100% genuine? Oh, he just doesn't seem to want to put them away yet. And he, do he does a little bit wrong. He's a bit unruly. Sometimes he plays up at the score up and he doesn't want to go all the time. And, yeah, just things like that where he's just not a ready-made racehorse yet. We're leaps of fame. Like, he can just do anything. He can do it tough. He can sit and sprint. Uh, and he and it appears to be a lot more genuine. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to that clash in the, uh, the coming weeks, the Victoria Derby. There's a lot of horses that we want to ask you about that you've been involved with in recent times. Let's go back to last weekend. Lock and Varad, the boom pacer. He was first up. He went around in the My Lightning Blue free-for-all. He was beaten behind Torrid Saint. The time was brilliant, 51-7, and you were trying to overcome the outside of the second row. How do you break down the effort last week of Lock and Barat? Uh, yeah, I thought he was tremendous. He uh, had a tough trip and, and couldn't probably do more, really. He only had a couple of... Well, one really soft trial and then one bit more serious trial, but... Um, there's sort of no comparison for race fitness and all the others had race fitness on their edge and barrier draw advantage and things like that but um, yeah I, I just know I've seen him Sunday morning and seen how good he comes through the run so uh, that's pretty scary for all his opposition because I, I know how much he improves week to week Okay, the Victoria Cup that seems to be the immediate target for him Lock and Varad, so you're confident that he's well and truly on the right path 
Yeah, I'm really confident he's going forward. Yep, definitely. Okay. Torrid's saying he's absolutely flying this horse down there at the moment. So it didn't shock anyone that he was able to, you know, turn over Lock and Var up. But uh, it, it just proves it's always difficult, especially at the open class level. When they're coming off those long breaks, they don't get easy races to come back in. You're basically going off trial. It's always going to be tough, isn't it? Oh, it's exceptionally hard, especially when a horse like Torrid's saying, who, like you say, is flying, finds the front without doing too much work. And then as soon as we made a move, like, they just kept increasing the tempo, and, and that makes it extremely hard. Okay. Well, that's Lock and Varat. The other one that I wanted to ask about, Just Hope. She's the New South Wales Oaks winner. She was beaten last start at Bendigo. That was just on a month ago. Where's she at right now? Uh, yeah, she'll probably have a trial next week. She just had a few easy days after Bendigo. She hadn't had a trial or anything before it. and was sort of just going to have a week off prior to that and then that was just happened to be on so it was more of an afterthought than anything uh, I was quite happy with her run considering but uh, yeah she seems to be going really well really happy with her at the minute and she'll be on target for the Vic Oaks Okay so the Victoria Oaks comes up first is there still thought about taking her across to Perth for a shot at the WA Oaks? Uh, it was just going to get too hard with the plane schedule to get back for the Breeders' Crown so we couldn't couldn't obviously do it via road so we pulled the pin on it Okay Tell me, where do you see the three-year-old fillies right now? Who's the number one seed in the country? Is it Amore Vita? Is it now Soho Historia after what she did up here in Queensland? Is it wonderful to fly over in the West? Where where do, where do the fillies rank right now? Uh, I think in Cyphers, the number one rank myself. Um, okay. I think she's a great filly. We haven't seen her much of her, but uh, I, I just know how good she is. Um, Amore Vita, I thought, was outstanding but I thought a couple of her Queensland runs even though they were full of merit she still got beat when she should have won maybe one or two of them um, that concerns me a little bit with her where she's at but she's a great filly and great fillies bounce back but um, I think they're the, probably the, the two pinnacle ones still Okay, if the uh, the Kiwi filly comes over, RD's Express how do you rate her? Yeah, obviously she's quite good but it's hard to get a, get a sort of gauge on them over there but I don't think they'll be any better than our ones that's for sure Okay, but you're happy with Just Hope and the way she is at the at the moment? I'm really happy with her, Chris. Yeah, she's quite big still yet, but um, we've still got plenty of time. I doubt she'll have a lead up run for the Oaks. There's a couple of races on there for her, but because of her grade, it's going to make it extremely hard for her. So probably just have two or three trials and get her rock hard there and front up at the Oaks. Okay, uh, I've got to go back to Tuesday night. You drove a, a treble there, all trotters, and they all look like they're pretty sharp as well. Cravash Door, uh, he was able to turn over Plymouth Chubbs. It was like uh, who killed Bambi there on, on Tuesday night. You did the job there. Uh, Amandine was able to score in one of those uh, princess heats and uh, also Cormaya. So both of those horses, or in fact, all of those horses, trained by Anton Galino. We know Anton specialises in the trotters. Is there a star amongst them there? I think Kravashdor is, is a real star on the rise. He was disappointing at Kilmore when he got beat, but uh, Anton blames himself for that. Um, he probably wasn't entitled to win the other day, the way the race was run. Like, I know Plymouth Chubb was first up, but he got a half in four and 30 and a half off the back. And they just walked around the turn and sprinted up the straight. Um, so for him to make up that ground and, and do it like he did was pretty impressive. But um, sort of more at the trial the week before that impressed me most. I think he ran a half in 56.9 and 27.6 or something like that and done it really, really easy. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to take a great horse to hold him out.
Okay, he's got five wins from 12 starts. We'll keep following him. Now, you're set to head to Sydney on Saturday night. You've got some key drives and some big races there. And we start with Petrarca, who goes around in this group one, Nutrien, Eek One, Alabar, two-year-old Colts and Gildings final. He was able to win his heat in Sydney last week. How did you rate it? Uh, yeah, well, I, it was quite a good run, obviously, and it was impressive. The times were only slow early in the last quarter was electric, but, um, you know, it probably didn't look quite as impressive because uh, the second horse first responder finished so close to him, but I think probably I probably played it into his cards a little bit. I went slow and, and just sprinted home, and, and he showed that he's as fast as Petrarca, so we'll have to show this week that we're a bit stronger than him. That last quarter, 25-3, that's the fastest last quarter ever recorded under race conditions at Manangle. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think that's right, Chris, and it, it felt like we were going every bit of it too, don't worry. Sometimes it, times are a bit deceiving, but that, we were going every bit of that one, that's for sure. Okay, so that sort of backs up what you're saying, though, with first responder. Everyone was raving about first responder, but uh, given that it was just a, a dash up the home straight, it probably uh, gave him every chance to get as close as what he did. Yeah, I think I was probably a little bit too kind on my bloke early, just looking after him, only a heat. But, um, yeah, I'll give the other one every chance to beat me. And I think we might have to sort of change our tactics a little bit this week. How much improvement is there to come, do you think, from the heat last week to the final this week? Uh, he had a good blow after, and if any camp's going to improve him, it's it's that camp. You know, Emma and Clayton, there's none better at it. But um, the scariest part is they've got three of them in it, so hopefully they all don't improve. But uh, I'm sure they will. Um, but, yeah, he, he's a great little horse, and he was first up for a while too. So uh, I think he'll improve a fair bit out of that. OK. Would you be shocked if the winner didn't come from uh, that stable? Yeah, I can't see that happening, Chris. Are you more worried about first responder or major celebrity? Uh, probably first responder. I think um, he seems to be the, the sort of one to beat, I reckon. Um, he's got a little bit of a kink in his armour. He puts in a little wrong on every every now and then and probably can't afford to do that this week but um, then looking the other way the major celebrity's got Luke McCarthy on and there's none better in the business than that so I'm sure he'll get a great trip Okay, that promises to be a good race That's the Colts and Geldings, the two-year-old pacing Phillies final for Nutrient Equine Ludicrous is your drive here for trainer Kate Hargraves, a maiden When you look at this field and you look at the numbers against the names of these Phillies, there's no standout, is there? No, there doesn't appear to be. Um, sort of the heat winner um, appeared to appeared to go quite well. She made a couple of moves and was still strong on the line. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that would give Amanda a lot of confidence going into this week. Um, thought Greg Sugar's Philly hit the line quite good as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a completely different race this week, that's for sure. Yeah, your filly's beautifully bred. That was the first time you sat behind her in the heat last week. Does she give you the feel that, you know, she's got a bit of a motor there? I'd driven her a couple of times at the trials and at the runarounds and really liked her and um, sort of, yeah, she'd give me a really good feel. I was quite quite disappointed that she got beat last week with the run she had. I thought she was entitled to win and, and win easy, but um, Kate said she didn't pull up that well, but she seems to be bouncing now and she's extremely happy with her, so... Uh, I'm sure she'll run a much better race this week. I think the sort of travel might have knocked her about. She was just a bit flat where um, this week she'd stayed up there for the week and she seems really happy with her. All right. The other Group 1 feature in Sydney on Saturday night is the Trotters final. This is for both Colton Gildings and the Philly. You were able to win the heat with the locomotive. Uh, there's been a huge rap on this guy for a long, long time. Were you happy with what he did in the heat? 
Uh, to be honest with you, I was disappointed with his heat run, Chris. I think he's a lot better horse than that. Uh, I think he just sort of got lost out in front. He had the blocks on and couldn't see the other one. And this week, they're going to change it, put the holes in the block so he can see him. But um, Wayne Potter, speaking to him yesterday, actually, and he's really happy with him and seems to think that he's gone on a lot since then. And he, I know he'd missed a bit of work prior to the heat. But once again, he'll need to improve as well to win the final. Did the Queensland try to surprise you how close it got to you? Yeah, definitely did. Run a really good race with a little Queensland trotter and tried really hard. Um, like I said, that's probably the disappointing part about mine. I, I didn't think on the clock anything should have got near him either. Like, I thought he should have probably run a lot quicker than he did. Um, but, yeah, I'm just hoping that he does improve a bit this week. All right. Looks like that Queensland trotter's uh, got an injury, so it looks like it's going to come out. So there's one less you have to worry about. Oh, well, that, that helps. Unfortunate to the connections, but it uh, helps us, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and the pedigree behind the locomotive, uh, you know, like muscle mass out of La Cucaracha, you can't get uh, any better bread. No, I'm sure if he does a great job on the racetrack, I'm sure he'd probably sort of stand at stud somewhere. I don't know how successful he'd be, but um, I'm sure someone will understand him with uh, breeding like that, that's for sure. All right, I'm going to put the pressure on now. Three Group 1 races, can you walk away with all three? Oh, geez, that'd be a dream come true. I'd, I'll be happy with one. I'm not going to be greedy, but uh, they've all got good chances and uh, they're going to need luck in running, obviously, but they've all got really good chances and I wouldn't really want to swap any drives, that's for sure. Okay, we saw you up here during the Tab Constellation steering ladies in red to victory in the rising sun. Any update there? Uh, and I think she had a little let up and getting ready for a few of the big races um, in Victoria, but Dave Moran will be back by then, so he'll be back on, but um, it was just a pleasure to drive such a wonderful mare. All right, awesome. I really appreciate the time. Best of luck across the weekend, and hopefully there's a few group ones there for you. Thanks very much, guys. There's Nathan Jack joining us. So he's got some key drives there, Steve. Petrarca, mm. Ludacris, and also the locomotive. I like listening to Nathan. He knows his stuff, doesn't he? Interesting fellow. Right. Wayne Graham's right. with us, Chris. Well, Wayne Graham trains a very good filly. Unfortunately, last week in that Group 1 triad final, she was faced with a, a, a shocking draw, the outside of the second row, and she just never got a chance to get into it. And when she looked like she was starting to make a run, she copped a little bit of a bump on the home turn, which really, you know, cost her momentum and ground. But she lines up again this weekend, going around in what looks to be a very good two-year-old race on Saturday night. It's race nine over the mile. There's some talent here number of these horses are backing up from last week's Group 1 features. Wayne Graham joins us now. Wayne, appreciate the time. Yeah, no worries, pal. No worries. Uh, talk like motion. She she came through the race really well last week? Yeah, yeah, Chris, everything was good. Like, she was, um, you know, she was a little bit short of, short of a run and everything like that, but uh, no, she comes through good. She was uh, out in the paddock Sunday morning and playing and bucking, so, uh, no, more than happy enough with her. Is always part of the plan that she'd back up, or she just came through the race so well you were happy to go around again? Well, we were we were going to spell her sort of straight away. We said that was sort of it, and then um, it could sort of change, sort of heading down to Sydney for, for Leonard's wedding, and um, he wasn't going to be here. And I wasn't sure how he'd take not being there to drive her, but uh, I said to him I was going to nominate, and he said, "Yeah, that was all right." So. He, uh, he let me sort of start up. Uh, he might get a bit emotional, I thought, if he didn't get the driver again. So, but anyway, he gave me the all clear I could do it. So, just got to keep him happy, I suppose. So, he's the number one ticket holder for this, uh, Philly, is he? Yeah, yep. Yeah, he, um, 
a little bit scary. Him and I both agree that um, we think she's got a bit of ability, so that part scares me a bit. Him and I agree, and so um, yeah, we've sort of always liked her, and um, that's why he, he sort of well, we qualified her, I think, or went to qualify. And I said to Ian, you know, you can name her now. She looks like she's going to get to the racetrack, and um, Shane said like it's he's the first one he's got. A, he hasn't driven too many of the other ones out of. Um, Kind of talk in motion, and he said this this one felt felt like the most like a mother, you know. So that's why she got a name. And um, yeah, we like we we've always thought she she seems to have that. She has got a good turn of speed, you know. So um, yeah, so we you know we both we both think she's going to be a nice man. So we're just going to give her this start and then bush her again. Okay. Uh, the one thing that stands out with Talk Like Motion in comparison to her mother, Talk in Motion, who was a Group 1 Ladyship Mile winner, she never raced it too. So what this filly's doing right now, is this just a bonus going ahead? The fact that she's at the track, she's performing, she's winning, where Mum, Talk in Motion, never raced it too? Yeah, well, that's, that's it. And the whole, like, I've had the whole family. Um, I've had all of, like, uh, what's her name now that's Talk in Motion. Like, she's had... I think she's had five bales, they've all been silly, and I've, I've had the whole lot. And, um, yeah, most of them, you know, they sort of, a couple of them got there as two-year-olds, but um, none of them sort of did much until they were three-year-olds. Um, probably the, the best, um, just a little talk, like she, by, by, like she was as quick as the mother, or not far off, and, you know, and she, um, when I first got her, um, Shane had a little break. Um, I think it might have been a three-year-old or something, and she was just starting to come good, you know. And and she proved as she got older, um, you know, like she went, she won, um, whatever she went, you know, like she was a very fast mare as So yeah, they do get better with age, um, you know. So that's why we sort of a little. She she was probably the slowest out of I had four or five that two-year-olds that year, and she was she wasn't the slowest, but um, she's the only one that's sort of turned out to have the most ability at this stage, you know, so I think she'll only get better. Yeah, it certainly gives that impression. Just going back to last week with the triad, as I said, she had a shocking draw outside of the second row. Uh, the winner was brilliant, and she probably you know, wouldn't have been able to, uh, to to match it with her the way she went to a melody last week. But uh, the, the little bump on the home corner just cost her a little bit of momentum as well? Yeah, I, like it didn't help. Like you said, the only chance we had of beating the other mare was if she drew 11 and, and we drew one and got the right run, you know, and that was only half a chance of beating it, you know. Like, the other mare, like, she's just a, just a bloody good man. Um, and she's got race smarts about her. Um, you know, where she's had those starts and, and she's got to run time and, and used to doing it where our filly is, um, yeah, she's still, still wayward. Like, when you're running those times, Chris, you, you can't afford to get a, um, you know, any sort of interference as it is, you know. So, like, we were happy enough with her. Like, when the draw come out, I just said, Dan, I said, well, that's the end of us. Um, you know, just, you know, um, well, she was going to get the front, and with the sectional, she can wheel off. You know, you can't come wide. That's all there is to it. 
just in lead up to that race, was it difficult to get races for her, given that she'd won two of the three starts prior to the tried? Was it difficult to find? Because you ended up giving her four trials in lead up to that Group 1 race. Yeah, like it. Uh, don't get it started. The programming, you know, is great. You're, you're coming up to... I can't believe the handicap and what. Um, like, they put that many stipulations on you. You get tired of reading the chapters, you know, like... You haven't had a start or you did this and did that. And they're coming up to a big race and all they want to program is um, non-winners or one winner. You know, and, you, and you're coming up to grip races. Like, I mean, they're just, just hopeless. But anyway, um, we've had our little wins, uh, you know, but, yeah, like, it's the only, the only joint. You never see anyone else coming up to, to big races. They don't program them. Um, and then... Like you said, it's all right having a couple of trials, but um, sometimes you need that harder racing, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, it just makes it hard, you know? But, yeah, you know, like, that was, that's why it is. Everyone's got a patience, you know? Um, we sort of purposely sort of set it for that and we gave ourselves plenty of time in case something went wrong and then, um, yeah, you can't get racing. Fair enough. What about this race on Saturday night? It looks like it's pretty uh, pretty strong. There's a, a number of likely types here. Oh, yeah, like, no, no, no races are, are easy, you know. Um, and first time Adam's driven it. Um, and and she, like, she's easy enough to drive her, but she, she's just green and, and that, you know. But, um, yeah, like, Stu and Charlie's always went good. You know, they, they all go good. And, like I said, if... Um, if they're on the fence and you're out too wide, like you've got to be another second or second and a quick uh, quicker when you come and wide on the track, you know. Or it makes it very difficult. Um, like if they're only running home and they're running home 27 and a half or something like that and you're off the track, you know, it's um, good enough to do it wide. It's just can't go anybody faster. Well, promises to be a good race. She's a good filly, so whatever she does on Saturday night, there's going to be a lot more good times to come. I'm sure about that. She looks uh, blessed with great ability, just like her mum, talk like motion. You're on the way to Reckliff. You've got a runner in race two today. Aye, aye, Captain. Can, can he get to the winner's circle today? Hey, he's, a, he's a gentleman, Chris. He doesn't like going past him. He doesn't, he doesn't mind following him and being, being a gentleman that way. He's, uh, I put him on the slope with what her what it turns up on the track. Um, you can be judged at that one. Uh, no, he's been a, a bit of a disappointment, but um, yeah, he, he's just a very frustrating horse. All right, well, we'll keep the fingers crossed. Really appreciate <laughs> the time. Best of luck today and again on Saturday night. All right, thanks, Chris. Wayne Graham joining us. So uh, she's a pretty smart filly, that one. Talk like motion. But it is a good race there. My Alderman Jacko backs up. Bronski to the light. They were the runner-up in the Group 1 features last week. Uh, Ark and Wicked, one for one. The Tax Collector, he's already a feature race winner taking the Changeover Classic earlier in the season. So that promises to be a real highlight. Race nine there on Saturday night. So we look forward to that. Our man joins us each and every Thursday from the West. Matty Young, and he's online now. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, Chris. It was just a procession again yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit tougher. Uh, it, look, she um, she was made to earn it, which um, 
Yeah, I think Shane was quite conservative in the concluding stages. He didn't really want to push her because she'd gone pretty hard uh, for a large part of the race. So, yeah, it was it was interesting to see they went a one eight lead time for uh, a twenty five hundred metre race. And just to bring that into context, when Hands and Wheels, who uh, he won a he won a Bunbury Cup a few years ago, he beat Volton Tin, Mighty Conqueror, uh, the Bucket List. It was a really nice field. Vampiro, uh, they went a one eleven nine lead time, so uh, that's three seconds difference, and we're talking about a three year old filly compared to free for all company. So she had to burn really hard early, and uh, she was able to fend them off late. So. Look, I thought if they were ever going to beat her, yesterday was probably going to be the day, but she uh, found another string to her bow and really fought it out strongly and uh, was able to pull away again late. Okay, so what's next for Wonderful to Fly? She will go into uh, the Westbreds Classics, I believe Shane said, uh, which is coming up in a few weeks' time. She may have a run in between then, I'm not sure, but after yesterday's run, I'd say she might go in fresh but uh, that's just speculating I know nothing of what Shane does and I, I don't try and entertain the idea of knowing how his mind works because uh, he's the horse trainer and I'm just the form analyst. Okay well we look forward to seeing her wherever she steps out again next. Wonderful to fly but she was able to take out that country oaks yesterday at Bunbury. Tomorrow night Gloucester Park. Good meeting. Group 1 Pearl Classic Final for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. The Group 2 August Cup for the Open Class Horses. Firstly, on this two-year-old feature, Justin Prentice, uh, we, we can't sing his praises enough. He's a master young horseman. He's got three key players here. The driving engagements, was there any sort of surprise there? Um, yeah, a little bit of a surprise. I actually thought Justin would have driven uh, the second-tier horse of the stable. We've seen Justin, and we've spoken about him on many occasions. He's of high quality as a driver. He just doesn't drive anymore. And uh, the times that he's stepped out onto the track, he's won numerous Group 1s and Oaks, a Derby, uh, or not a Derby, but uh, a Slipper. On a couple of occasions, he's won a few big Group 1s. So, um, yeah, I was surprised that Valedictorian is going to be driven by Dylan Edgerton Green, but Justin taking a sit on the sidelines, rolling fire. Cody Walrott's driven this horse at Pinjarra Trials and driven in a race, so... I can understand him getting the drive there, and he is the stable foreman for Justin Prentice. So, uh, Justin, just happy to sit off on the sidelines. Maybe because he had three in the race, he probably thought he might be looking out, and he would probably be better suited to being on the sidelines and just watching the race rather than being out there participating. Yeah, fair enough. Never-ending. He's three for three. Uh, Junior's going to take the drive on this guy tomorrow night. How, how good is he? Yeah, look, uh, his first win was extremely impressive. Uh, Pinjari came from last and hooked uh, four and five wide, and he just gave them absolute pasting uh, on that occasion. Uh, and he beat a nice horse in Rocket Coco, and then since then his wins have been pretty soft. Um, he's very good, this horse. He, he looks mature, he looks advanced, and uh, he looks very hard to beat again. So... Uh, I can understand why Gary Hall Jr. elected to drive him. I think Valedictorian is not too far behind him. I think he's very smart as well, but uh, never-ending with the barrier draw. He looks the one to beat. So um, Justin's got three very talented two-year-olds, and speaking to him on one-hour-one-back two weeks ago, he was uh, elaborating that 
He's got a couple of nice two-year-olds coming through that he thinks will make better three-year-olds that haven't been seen yet. So uh, he's got five very talented young juveniles coming through his system. Yeah, he's got a great stable. There's no question about it. He's at Bunbury, right? Uh, it's a place called Boyan Up. It's uh, sort of uh, a little bit further southwest of Bunbury. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's not too far away from Bunbury. But, yeah, Boyan Up. So how long would that take him to get to, to Gloucester Park? Um, that's, that's an hour to Pinjarra, an hour from Pinjarra. So two hours, probably two and a half, two and a half. And that's probably being considerate. Uh, if there's traffic, it could be more, which there normally is on a Friday night. So, yeah, every bit of two and a half hours, I'd say. Okay, so it's a fair way he's got to go. But he's got a good stable, there's no question about it. What about the free-for-all tomorrow night? You were keen on Laverage, Joey, delivered last week. Can he go all the way here from the inside gate tomorrow night? Yeah, I think Laverage, Joey, will be winning again. Uh, God bless him last week. Uh, I thought he'd win from the breeze, and he ended up in front after 100 metres. So I could tell you, I was very happy. Uh, so this time, I think he'll lead. And uh, the gates that he showed the other day, I don't think anyone's going to try and tackle him and I just think he'll win again but um, you're not going to be getting uh, black odds about him this week I don't think No, even better when you told us to take Jasper Villa Beach into a multi with uh, Leverage Joe, it worked out pretty good last week so we'll cashed up following your selections where do we find your best bet tomorrow night? I actually really like the meeting tomorrow so I'm going to throw out a couple here, uh, race 3 number 1, 3 Rumours is a very good front running type and uh, she's second up, I thought her first run was really good, 18 carats in the race who does look really hard to beat for Michael Young and Gary Hall Jr but I think 3 Rumours has got the ability to lead and give her a bit of a shake so I think 3 Rumours race 3 number 1 each way, probably weight your bet more for a place and uh, you should be able to it's a free hit basically I think uh, she can win the race um, we move down the page to where do we want to go next, oh, race 8 number 1 Fancier Dance I think he should win, he was pretty good last week in a lot stronger company uh, so this is a really good drop back and great for him. So race eight, number one, should win. And race 10, number seven, I'm going to mark as my absolute best. But it's going to be a little bit late for you guys over there on the East Coast. And that's Power and Grace. I think has the gate speed to charge across and lead easily. And from there, that'll be all she wrote. So race 10, number seven is my best. And uh, race eight, number one, looks to be the second best. And each way, race three, number one.